When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another stream from Fantasy Football Scout. It's Sam and I for the Q&A. We've got a new time slot. We're going to be doing Friday mornings uh, from now on. So if you're listening to this on the podcast version, you can tune in be around 9.30, 10 o'clock, something like that uh, each Friday. Uh, just got, We've got a bit more information so we can hopefully answer any questions we get better. Sam, how are you? You are off the back of maybe one of the biggest green arrows I have ever seen. You were up to 117,000 in the world from about, what, 700,000? <laughs> you must be buzzing. Honestly, what a ridiculous game week it was last week. It felt like it was definitely a game week of you either did really well or you didn't like there didn't really seem to be a lot in kind of in the middle yeah biggest green arrow i've ever had i hope yeah. you've given me a green arrow by the way i have, stream. I, have not of course. Me a I was gonna give you two because it was such a good <laughs> green arrow but i thought now I'll, I'll play it cool just give you one i think it was like 84 percent rank change like when does that ever happen when do you know. get an what was, your, what was your score 120 128 120 blimey that is that is huge yeah never happens does it no i mean i've got 113 i think and up to 41k so good week for me good week for both of us as well also i've got to say uh you know i doubted you last week with some of the things you were saying i doubted that Mane would be benched and you called that i doubted that azpilicueta would be benched and you called that so anyone <laughs> with me last week never never doubt sam is, is the answer. Anyone saying, oh, you know, 700k, meh, meh, meh. it's like, no, she'll come through. She'll and we did have through. a couple of them last week, didn't we, actually, that were talking about my rank. We did. Which, to be fair, it was awful. Well, like, I've been having a really bad start to the season, but sometimes if you just... Talking about rank at, after game week nine. I mean, you you just prove you have one good week and you can you can fly up seven hundred thousand places. It's well, that's the thing. It's also tight, like, isn't it, at the moment? That even if you are, you know, even if you're having a bad week about a couple of weeks, one good one, and suddenly, like, yep. huge rank change because there's nothing in the rank places at the moment. It's so close still. So, yeah, don't worry about rank yet. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we've got loads of good questions to get through. I can see there's loads of people in the chat as well. So keep your questions flying in and we'll try and answer as many as we can. Uh, just before we do that, I just want to talk about So Rare, partnered with Fancy Scout uh, this year. You might be thinking, what is So Rare? So Rare is uh, a way of building a collection of cards uh, all digital, um, all on the blockchain. You can look up what that means if you're unsure. But essentially, you own kind of unique or um, rare cards that other people don't own. And you build up a, a squad similar to how you do in sort of FIFA Ultimate Team or something like that. Uh, and then you compete against other managers in a kind of a five-a-side type tournament. It's really good. There's a there's an academy. Um, it's called the So Rare Academy, uh, which is a, a scout-centered um, thing, which basically has all the cards available that are on So Rare, and you can choose which ones you want and enter into tournaments with kind of the whole selection. So you haven't got to pay. I think Harlan's worth about $13,000 or something at the moment. So you haven't got to shell out for him. Uh, you can pick the players you want. And the top 10 people in the academy each week win actual cards. So Sora are giving out players like Vinicius Jr. worth 600 uh, euros. Nebi Fakir, 400 euros. Terran Moffi, 175 euros. Some of the prizes have gone out um, over the last sort of few weeks. So get involved in that if you're interested. Um, and there's links and stuff in the description 
below, but obviously it is uh, to, to kind of compete in the actual tournaments, you need to spend money. So bear that in mind. Uh, you can spend, you know, you can pick up some cheap, uh, you know, sort of South Korean players and, and play them, or you can spend a lot of money and bring in the big, big guns, big Bundesliga and Premier League players. But yeah, definitely check it out. Right. Let's talk questions. Loads of questions this week. I think off the back of such a crazy week, uh, it's when everyone starts to panic a little bit and everyone starts to wonder what they should be doing. Um, so surprisingly, no questions around habits. I didn't see. I think the, mm. I mean, we're going to start with the question that isn't even being asked, but a question I'll ask you is on habits. What do you think about, I mean, obviously that was the biggest problem, I think, for a lot of people. Those who went against Salah uh, got burned, but you, you surely you keep habits, right? You have to. If you've gone there, you have to keep him. You can't sell him now, I think. The fixes are too nice. You, I mean, if you went Havertz, you didn't buy him just for the Norwich game, did you? I mean, the reality is, you know, you look at the Chelsea fixtures, Newcastle obviously next, then Burnley. If you've got Havertz in last week, you have to hold him now through the next two. I think, you know, if you captained him last week, you just moved the armband this week and, and don't captain him this week. But yeah, you have to hold him now. Yeah, I think so. He's still the number nine for, for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think... He's got in midweek as well. Yeah, he did. And and the week before, just not in the weeks that you, you wanted him to. But <laughs> I, I still think he's, he's a good option for the next two while Lukaku's out. Uh, I can see uh, someone in the chat has said they've already sold him for Mount. Uh, mm. I still, I, I think I'd rather have Havertz for the next two than Mount. So I'm not too, not too keen on that transfer, if I'm being honest. See, if I... Well, I'm not invested in the Chelsea midfield, but if I was going to, I would go Mount over Havertz. I just think that have, the problem I have with Havertz, and it's part of the reason I didn't do the minus four last week, is that I just don't really trust him. Mm. Don't really trust what game we'll get from him. He's not really that consistent yet. That's my issue. Nor is Mount at the moment, but Mount we know can be consistent, but he's been quite unlucky. But would you actually sell? Because it's binary arcade in the sell chat. Havertz no, exactly. For Mount, That's but I, if I was going to bring in a Chelsea midfielder this week, I bring him Mount over Havertz. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. I think Mount is a better long-term option because he's, he's going to yeah. play, he's going to tick over. Havertz will be out, be out of the team, I imagine, when, when Lukaku comes back. Yeah. Um, we're already getting quite a few questions on your favourite player, who I know you bought in, uh, which is Harry Kane. Um, so Yogi Raj Kadam says, should we keep or sell Kane? Uh, we had Dunas Dog on Fancy Scout asking who your preferred um, Spurs player is. Uh, FPL Cowboy says Spurs fixtures look good in the next couple of weeks. Do you see an upturn in form coming for Kane? Got better off switching to Son. Uh, and I saw another one as well on Kane's form as well. But loads of questions about Kane. Ronaldo, um, Fischel uh, asked Ronaldo to Kane? Question mark. Yeah, Kane, what's your thoughts? I mean, I am so incredibly unimpressed that I won't be going anywhere near him. But interesting what you think. You've got him. Um, I have got <laughs> I have got him. Um, the only player in my team last week that didn't return anything. Really? Everyone else. Everyone <laughs> else. That's outrageous. But not Kane. Um, and I said it as well at the beginning of the game week. I posted on Instagram with my team and I was like, somehow I've ended up with Harry Kane and I'm not confident at all. But I just had this moment last weekend where obviously Lukaku was out and there were kind of three options the way that I saw it for my team. It was either go to Vardy, go to Kane, or go to Tony. And in my head, I was like, well, in game week 12, I want to be invested in Spurs anyway, because the run of fixtures that they have from 12 onward are really nice. I'm going to Spurs in game week 12, and I do like to be invested when I'm there. Gives me something a bit more, you know, puts a bit more on it. Um, 
so I in my head I was kind of like well if I go Kane now then then I'm done I'm not banking in a transfer for a couple of weeks time which is what I would effectively be doing if I went for anybody else in that slot and the fixture was quite nice Kane's record against West Ham was is good um but neither, let's be honest, neither Spurs or West Ham turned up in that game. They were both awful. It was the slowest game of football I've ever watched <laughs> in my life. They, it was a terrible game of football, which was won on Harry Kane's sloppy defending from, from that corner. So I'm not overly concerned, but equally I'm not overly happy at the same time either. Like uh, Manchester United, this game is massive this weekend because for both sides, like Ollie's job's on the line. Nuno's job's on the line. I'd argue Nuno's job's on the line as well. Um, Especially with kind of all the rhetoric in the press about Pochettino again. Like, I kind of think if if there's an availability there, you know that Levy's going for it. Um, So both jobs on the line, both sides needing to win the game. I think there's an opportunity there for Ronaldo and Kane to both get points in that game. So the question about would I sell Ronaldo for Kane, I don't think I would do that this week. I think I would keep mm. Ronaldo for Kane this week and then I would maybe look to do that the following week. If I was going to invest in Spurs with no Spurs assets, I would go either Lucas Moura or Son over Kane for sure. Really? So yeah. you, you regret the Kane move then? I don't regret it because it puts me in a position where I am invested in Spurs. If I want to do the swapsies and go with one of the midfielders instead, it's it's easy enough to do that. The fixtures are good for him coming up though. You know, you look beyond this Manchester United game, Everton who can't defend for Toffee, um, nah. and then Ha, and then in game <laughs> week 12, Leeds who also can't defend, Burnley who we, you know, just beaten in the, the League Cup, although not convincingly, <laughs> then Brentford, um, and the fixtures are quite nice for a while for Spurs after that, so I, I don't regret having Kane, but I think if I was trying to work my team out now, I would be looking to take do the reverse of what we were doing about six weeks ago and take all the money out of the premiums up top and put it into midfield premiums because they offer, they seem to be offering a lot more going forward. And I, I do think you can save a bit of money and go Lucas Mora. He's pretty much nailed now. So, He's the most creative and, and the one that's playing the most consistently well. My instinct is to say, don't get Lucas Mora. That seems like a bad pick, but I'm not even going to because you were so on it last week that I'm just going to say, listen to Sam, get Lucas Mora. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I, know if I'd do it ahead of Man United, but I would do it next week ahead yeah, of Everton. Yeah, it's a it's a massive game. I think I think Spurs win. If you do know, you? I, I, call, I call this. Yeah, what have you seen from us that makes you think we? It's not what I've seen from you. It's what I've seen from United. <laughs> I I just I was saying I was talking to Mark about this on Black Box. I just can't see how Solskjaer can galvanise that that United team oh. for for this game. Like they are, you know, it's, it's sometimes, you, you know, sometimes like Southampton get beat and then they, they turn up the next week. I mean, but that, that doesn't always happen. I mean, look at Villa. I mean, they they lose all those goals to Wolves and lose that game when they're 2-0 up and then get absolutely battered by Arsenal in the next game. I just think this is a great time. I think any team playing United, I would have batted to win this week. So, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, Steve Bruce got that Spurs game, lost it, mm. got sacked. Ollie's going to get the Spurs game. Yeah, probably get sacked. Lose yeah. it. He's going to get sacked. Like I feel like Spurs are the kiss of death for some managers so far yeah. this season. And and if they don't win it, I do think he will go. Um, I think it could be a draw. <laughs> wow. This game. Sitting, sitting on the fence. I like it. Yeah. I don't see them coming and beating us, weirdly. I'm, not, I'm never confident about these sorts of fixtures, but 
this one, I, I don't know. I just can't. It will be so tight and edgy because neither side's going to want to lose. That's my concern with this one. So it's very difficult to call, yeah. but I certainly wouldn't sell Ronaldo ahead of playing no. our defence. Oh, we, we, we could talk about this all night. We need to move. We've got so many questions. We need to move, 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 move. move on. <laughs> uh, my, just, just my final thoughts. I wouldn't be going anywhere near Kane. Uh, Son, Son is the only one that I'd, I'd be considering. Uh, and I think you saw it when Son was tracking back towards the end of the game, racing back, you know, to get to get the ball. And then you compare that to Kane's defending. He's quality, is Son. Yeah, he is quality. You know fantastic. you're getting 100% if you go with Son. Yeah. Uh, we've had a super chat. Stephen Gallagher. Uh, hi, guys. I have Diaz and Cancelo, but no defensive uh, Chelsea cover. Would you swap one of them out for Chilwell or Hold? Would you swap one of Diaz or Cancelo for a Chelsea defender? I wouldn't this week. No, I wouldn't. Um, I just I just think that with Chilwell, who knows if he's going to start every game, uh, whereas you've got security with those two that you've got. The Man City defence is solid. I mean, I've got the opposite problem. I've still got no City defender, mm. which worries a lot. What It worries me a lot going into this game. Um, I wouldn't swap one of them out, no. No, I think they're all pretty similar, right? They're all similar in terms... It feels quite sideways. I think the City and Chelsea defence is so good and, and strong. You can go with double Chelsea and no City, you can go with double City and no Chelsea, and I think they're all going to score around the same. same the only amount. thing is the fixtures, isn't it? Like mm. the the Chelsea fixtures defensively are. I can see Newcastle scoring better. against Chelsea this week, and like I, I think City, City have got, a, I think City have got a better chance of a clean sheet at home to Palace. Interesting. Mm. But we'll see. Mm. Um, well, speaking of Newcastle, who are playing Chelsea, a big red dog on Scout asked about St. Maxman, hold uh, mm. a sell now. Wilson's back, I guess. He's, he's less good an option, is he? I guess he's not now the kind of talisman for the side. That's kind of been overtaken by, by Wilson. Would you sell him or would you keep him? Doesn't I don't think it makes him a less good option though somehow because because that basically improves the Newcastle side. It, it makes them doubly as good as they were before because the only player they had really before was St Max. Now they've got two decent players. So in theory and we've seen them to link up during the earlier part of the season when they were both fit and available so I don't think it makes him a worse option I, I just don't I just don't think I'd want to be invested mm. in Newcastle right now um obviously Chelsea this week then they've got Brighton who are defensively really forget last week they're defensively really solid so there's not gonna be that many opportunities for them to score goals in that one Brentford well, let's see how they get on without Raya. But uh, the fixtures are okay. They're not brilliant. But equally, I do like some maximum. So I, where would you go? Well, th- this is the question, right? Because there, there isn't many premium options available. Vardy's fit, we think now, which is which is good news. Yeah. Um, but other, other than him, with Lukaku out, with Ronaldo, with tough fixtures and out of form... Kane mm. talked about him. You're looking, you know, I'm looking at wildcards featuring Antonio, Huang and Broya. Uh, you know, I, I think Cameron Wilson does come into the mix as, as a decent option, given that he's on penalties and the focal point of the attack. Mm. Just because he's Callum Wilson, it doesn't matter who he plays for. He finds a way of delivering and, and getting goals. If I'm if I'm getting one of them, I'm definitely getting Wilson over St. Maximan. Yeah, but, I but if you had St. Maximan, I don't think there's enough. Him? I don't think there's enough options... I mean, if you've got nothing else to do, like if you've got the perfect team elsewhere, you've got Foden already in, you've got your Chelsea and your City defenders, you've got, you know, if you've got no other priorities, then okay, he might be someone you look to get rid of. But I don't think I'd be prioritising getting getting rid of him because I still think he should take over. I agree, yeah. And I think, you know, you, what you're going to do, you probably the only person that you could go down to, well, you could go to Huang, you could go to Tony. But equally, I don't think that there's a lot else that you would necessarily want to be going to in that bracket that would be... Yeah. Would take over more returns than 
than St. Max might. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, just uh, make sure you like and subscribe to Fantasy Football Scout. I'm trying to add these in as we go. Just what the YouTubers, what all the kids do these days, Sam. Uh, but all yeah, the if you, cool kids. All the cool kids. If you are enjoying the stream, uh, yeah, do because you're giving it a like and make sure you subscribe to the channel. It does help us uh, with the algorithms and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also super chats are open for this stream as well. We had one from Stephen Gallagher. If you do have a really burning question that you want us to answer, we'll try and get through as many questions as we can, but we will definitely answer the super chats because they flash up really big and bold on my on my screen. They look pretty. They do look very pretty. Uh, we had uh, Binary Arcadia again asked about Foden. Is it too Risky to go without Foden this week. We had some questions on City um, from Twitter. Keresley says KDB, a good asset or two overpriced. Um, and Skulls Out Forever on Scout asked Foden or Cancelo who to prioritise. So what, what's your thoughts on, on City? You mentioned you've got no City defender at the moment. You ha- Have you got Foden? Yeah. You have got Foden. Okay, so you're looking to bring any others in? Mm, I would really like a City defender, yeah. So... My issue is that in order to get one, I have to make a hit because I have to free up some money elsewhere because suddenly I've ended up with Harry Kane in my team. Um, so I have to free up some money from somebody else in order Goals to be able to afford a City defender. Off. And I'm not sure I want to take a minus four to get them in because I actually quite like the rest of my team the way that it is. And if I was, so it's all a bit kind of complicated, but I think in my mind, Foden obviously got. A majority of the game rested during the week in the the League Cup, which bodes well for this weekend, I think. He seems to be the one that is the most favoured by Pep right now. He's the most consistently returning player in that team. He's made such a difference since he's come back from injury. So I, I think he is a priority buy if you're not invested in City. Like I wouldn't have wanted to go into this weekend not invested at all, but the fact that I have Foden makes me feel a little bit more calm about not having a City defender. Um, KDB, it's a struggle for me with this one because he's absolute quality, there's no doubt about it. But he's so expensive and funding him's really difficult and started the game in the League Cup, which worries me a bit in terms of the minutes that he's going to get at the weekend because he's not been fit. So is he suddenly going to throw him into two starts in a week? I know this is the thing. I think KDB's a rotation risk. And and I, I've said this before. I think his his minutes are managed in the Premier League. I I mean, this is completely subjective. So don't, don't quote me. Well, I mean, I will, <laughs> I will get quoted on this. But my, my gut feeling is... Pep needs the Champions League, right? That's that's he's, yeah. he came close last year, didn't win it. I feel like KDB is purely being used in the league so that he's ready for the Champions League. I don't think he's a first choice player in the Premier League at the moment, and I think they've proved they can win without him as well. I think in the Champions League he starts almost every game or starts every game, yeah. especially when the knockouts come in the Premier League. Especially when the Champions League starts in the knockouts in January, we're going to see him featuring less. Or subbed early, or bought on for thirty minutes just to keep him kind of fit because he's not—he's not there. He's not—he's not the KDB of two seasons ago. Last no. season, he—he he wasn't at his, at his best levels. He's got these injury problems. His fitness still isn't quite there. He's—he's a—he's a huge avoid for me. Foden is—is is light years ahead of him, and cheaper, I would cheaper, easy to budget for, absolutely in form, playing you know most most games. He, if he, he comes off the bench, he's going to probably get plenty of opportunities anyway yeah. to return. That's the thing I like about Foden. This is at the price point where if he does get benched, I'm not that upset. I am a bit upset, but I'm not <laughs> that upset. But I do think he'll come on. And if he comes on, his ability to get returns is he's a, he's, a, he's a He's a gift at the moment. 
he's an absolute gift at the moment. He's he's he should be, I I would say he should be the priority for people to be moving for this yeah. week over over almost anyone else. I, I think he's he'll he'll start against Palace and I can see him doing really well um, in that game as well. Uh, yeah, we've had another super chat from Isan. Uh, if you could only buy one now, um, who would you buy, Foden or Chilwell? Assuming the Foden. player I take out is a bench player, yeah, Foden definitely, definitely. I think Chilwell will will. I mean, Chilwell's got four goals in four games. Like that isn't going to carry on. There's no way that is a sustainable record. I, I like him as an option. I think he's he's ahead of Alonso now. You know, we saw he'll, he'll start against Newcastle with Alonso playing in the cup. But I, I think Foden is 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 the one. If, if I, you know, assuming you've already got Salah, I would say Foden and Trent. <laughs> got Salah? What is happening? Oh. We're, I mean, we're not even getting any questions on captaincy or Salah or anything because it's just so... There's no point in talking about it There's anymore. no point in talking about it, no. But I, I think Foden and Trent are the, are the two, the, ne- the next level after, after Salah. Yeah, I do. It. Yep. Um, the next question, well, it's two more questions we're getting a lot of. Uh, we've had some um, on the site, so Atomus on site and Leonidas349. Uh, we've had some other questions from other people in the chat. Uh, Freaky, Ray, Freaky Ray. I like that. That's a great name. Uh, best 4.6 goalkeeper. Um, others ask Ray replacements. Let's talk about Fernandez, who looks like he's the number two for Brentford. Mm-hmm. He's got a Spain international cap. Did you know that? Just one. <laughs> not, sure when, not sure when he got it. When? <laughs> not sure when he got it, but he did get it. He's he's played in Spain's all the way up the youth, youth ranks okay. and, and got an international cap. Um, so clearly... You know, a good goalkeeper. You know, you don't get an international cap for Spain if you're not a good goalkeeper. But Raya off has is so has been so good for them and so good mm. with his feet, setting up attacks. So would you go for Fernandez straight swap over to the four point five Brentford? Do you want to give it a week to see how he settles, or would you go for someone like Guaita, Sanchez, or even move up to someone like Melier, Saar, or even Mendy? I have some concerns about Brentford defence now, if I'm honest. So Brentford defence was something I was really seriously looking at with Pinnock and, and Jensen. I was thinking, oh, that that looks like a really nice move because fixtures are lovely and all of that good stuff that we've been talking about for weeks. But the injury to Rea worries me because obviously they didn't keep the clean sheet in the League Cup when they probably should have been keeping a clean sheet again in that League Cup game. Um I think I don't think he's a bad keeper by any stretch, but I just think that, you know, he hasn't yet played a Premier League game and has only been at the club since the summer because he's on loan. So I think for me, I would be waiting with him to see what he does, which means I would be looking at somebody else. Now, I think there's a few options that you could go with. I still, I still genuinely think, even with the fixture that they have this week, that Sanchez is the best pick in that price point because mm. we saw last week he got four points, even though he conceded four goals. He does regularly tick over the points really nicely. So for me, I still think he's the best person in that price point category. But I do like the Crystal Palace fixture. So Gaeta is somebody that after this Manchester City game could be a nice option. Ben Foster shouldn't be forgotten about either because the Watford fixtures, whilst they're not very they're very, not very good moving forward. For this week, they've got Southampton. So if you're looking to change up your keeper situation because you've got Raya and you don't have anyone else to play this week, you've got a non-playing backup keeper. Yeah. Then you could go Foster this week for the Southampton game and then change out Raya next week for Gaeta once the fixtures are better or for Sanchez once his fixtures are better. Yep. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think if you've got Foster, you're you're laughing because you can you yeah. can give it a week and assess and see how Brentford do. And um, with that, right, if you haven't got Foster, obviously you need to make the move. You need to do something. Yeah, I think there is there is good options. I think I think Fernandez is is a, is a decent is a decent pick given Brentford's fixtures. Uh, I just would like to see him play a Premier League I, game yeah, first. I mean, there, there, there is always. I mean, he might he might come in and be like a Claudio Bravo or a you know someone who just lets <laughs> you know. Uh, no no offense to him or who who else who was the other keeper that was that was used to let all the all, all the goals in. Who's the West Ham goalkeeper? Someone, someone know in the chat. Used to let all, all, all the goals in. I'm sure he's going to be absolutely fine. I, I, and I'm sure with the fixtures the way they are, it's not a nicer time really for him to have appeared. Mm. But I would really just like to see him in a Premier League game first to make sure that he's not, yeah, not. an absolute lunatic. <gasps> Who is that damn West Ham goalkeeper? Someone, someone <laughs> uh, Lee's in the chat. Your husband is in the chat. Hi, is he? What's he, he doing is. in the chat? Tell him to look after the kids. Yeah, go look. Yeah, go look after the kids. <laughs> um, we've had quite a few questions as well. Another big topic this week is on Chelsea defenders. I mean, it always is. It's going to rumble on uh, forever and ever. Uh, Jack Edwards, would you take Aspi out for another Chelsea defender for a free transfer? Uh, we've had questions about Reese James. Do we take him out, given that he's now started in the cup and you know Aspilicueta's back? We think could take his place do we just switch over to someone a bit more reliable and safe how much of a priority is Chilwell you know that, that's the kind of question that we, we've answered a little bit what's your thoughts on on Chelsea's defense? I mean we talk about them every, every week and nothing really changes but it is it is a tough one to to get right the only thing you can know for sure is that if Rudiger's fit he plays mm. that I feel like that's the only thing that with Tuchel's defense we can know for definite which is why I've gone for Rudiger over anybody else there isn't really anyone else in that position for Chelsea that they can just straight replace him with. So if he's fit, he's going to play. Chilwell would be my next pick. If I wasn't going Rudiger, Chilwell would be the one I would like next. I, I do feel like he has taken the spot from Alonso with the way that he's playing, but let's not get sucked into the illusion that he's going to score a goal every week just because mm. he currently is, because that won't always be the case. But the fixtures are nice. There should be clean seats. So I think he's a good pick. The thing that puts me off Reese James more than anything is the fact that if he doesn't start, he usually makes an appearance. And that would really annoy me because if you've got the likes of Livermento sat on the bench, you don't want Reese James coming on for a one-pointer. You want to have your bench player come on instead. So that's what puts me off Reese James. It's the fear of the one-point camera. Oh, I know. Well, I've, I've, I've got him. I've got, I've got James. What are you going to do? You're going to well, keep? I'm, I don't know. I, I think if, if I've got no... It looks like Rafina's going to be fine, for anyone wondering. I mean, Bielsa said he's likely to be available, which is still a little bit cryptic. But given that Leeds have no players at the moment, you'd think that he's going to... He's going to start. Um, actually, Matthew Kent's just, just given a super chat. Is Rafina a, go- a good long-term pick? I'm not convinced he is. I'm really not. I've got him in my side and I I doubt him from an FPL perspective anyway. He never really seems to be getting in the points. He seems to permanently have injuries or like mm. minor knocks or whatever, getting subbed early and all of that. And Leeds are awful at the moment. <laughs> so no, I think I think I honestly I wouldn't I wouldn't be buying him going forward. I think I think there's much better options than Rafina. What do you think? I really struggle with this one because actually I would really like to own Rafina because I'm a bit scared of the fixtures. They're really nice. I mean, mm. they've got Norwich next, but but like you say, I am not really seeing much from Leeds that makes me think that they are going to be returning Chelsea level goals against Norwich. Like, could this be a one nil? Could this be a nil nil? We've seen Norwich play out nil nil draws this season. 
could this be another one of those? Because going forward, I mean, these were lucky to score a goal last weekend. If it wasn't for a stupid decision from Semedo, they wouldn't have got the penalty and then mm. they wouldn't have no, they I wouldn't know. have got anything yeah, from that game. So that and when you look at it on paper, you kind of go, oh, well, you know, they, they got something out of last week's game, so maybe they're getting better, but they're not, they're, they're not playing well. That's that's, that's, that's that's the that's the worrying thing. Is they're not getting so unlucky many, with with the and results. And they've got so many key players out there, haven't yeah. they? It's like with about without Bamford, without Ailing, without players like that, they are struggling because it's the it's the spine of their team. Like their talisman in each position are kind of missing. And Rafina can be as creative as he wants. And let's be frank, he's always going to be a quality player. He's really creative. He's really exciting to watch. But if the rest of the team isn't there he won't Absolutely. bring you the returns that you want him to bring. And, and that's that's the fear for me, is that every week you watch Rafina, the underlying stats look good, his creativity stats look good, but there's nowhere there to finish them. So therefore he gets nothing. And he poodles off on 60, 70 minutes because he's sort of carrying some sort of injury all the time. Yeah, I mean, put it this way. If you if you had a, a transfer to use, you didn't know what else to do and you could get in, you could get in Rafina, would you do it? Or would you look for, look at someone else? I'd probably like, look at someone else yeah, just but, that's you know because I would I'd look at Embuemo over over him at the moment there's, there's better options. I think Mount's a better option. I think Foden's a better option. I think Embomo's a better option. Tony if you haven't got him up front you know you could be looking at, at Chilwell. I mean yeah we have, we've had a question Luke Conland in in the in the, on Twitter asked about Yuri Tielemans is he is a good for I just want to come back to Reese James quickly because I didn't actually answer the question of what I'm going to do with him. Um I'm de- I, I've, got to, it. I've got to get rid of Mope. So I think Mope still got Mope. I've still got Mope. <laughs> I think Mope to Tony would just You had to get me about Kane and I know, you've got Mope. I know. Well at least at least he's benched like but I think I think Mope to Tony is what I'm going to do this week. Uh, mm. But with an eye of doing James to Chilwell soon, I'm worried about James this week. I think he, I think he, I think he, I think he's benched. I think he comes oh, on. Oh, do you? I really do. Yeah, I, 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 I can't, I can't understand it. I can't understand how he's not first choice right wing back for Chelsea, given that he's absolutely fantastic. Mm. He's got all the attributes to play in that position. Just don't think. I just don't think Tuchel ha- has that much faith in him. No. No. <laughs> I agree. Uh, it's he, difficult, isn't it? Man of the match, he's he does everything right. But you know, I was talking to Gianni about it on on the stream, and uh, we did the other day, and he was saying there's there's a reason why they were so in for like Hakimi and other right backs in in, in the transfer mm. window because I just don't think there's that trust with him. So yeah, very annoying. Um, anyway, jump. So I'm jumping around all over the place at the moment. Uh, but let's come back to Luke Conlon's on Yuri Tielemans. I mean, Leicester in general, Leicester looking a lot better. Now yep. picking up wins. You know, Madison scored, my favourite player ever. Uh, Tielemans is ticking all nice. His expected goal involvement is right up there with some of the best uh, in yep. the league. Is he someone that you... I've still got this kind of feeling with him that he's not really an FPL asset. I still see him as this kind of defensive, more defensive-minded player, but he is... But that's not what we're seeing from him not now. What we're seeing, though. is it? No, I mean, in the past, yeah. If, if you were talking to me about Leicester players last season, at no point would I have said Tielemans. It would have been no. Madison, it would have been Ian Acho, it would have been Vardy. But this season, Tielemans, for me anyway, has been the, the standout pick, even maybe more than Vardy because of the price point thing. Uh, obviously, Vardy is is Vardy and he will return if he's fit. But I really like what Tielemans is doing. I think the structure of the team, the way that they're being set out at the moment, it suits him. He's playing in a more attacking way this season than he has done in the past. He's scoring absolute worldies, which of course won't always continue because they are worldies. You know, if he was getting tap-ins, every yeah. week, that would always be better from an FPL perspective. But I do, there is something I like about Tielemans and the fixtures are are quite nice. You know, they've got Arsenal this week who 
well, that will be a tough game, but they have got Arsenal and they do concede goals. We've seen that over the last few weeks. Then Leeds, who, you know, we've talked about quite a lot, Chelsea, Watford, Southampton. There's goals in those. Mm. There's definitely goals in those games. So I, I'm not averse to a Tielemans pick. I think the, the only thing that worries me with Tielemans is, is what you mentioned. The, the, the long goals, the long range goals are going to dry up. I, I want to see him getting more assists because yeah, that yeah. seems to be where his expected goal involvement is the highest. And he's only got two assists so far this season. So if that number was higher, if he was hitting like, you know, if he had like four or five assists, I'd be thinking, okay, these are, these are getting mm. converted, but they don't really seem to be. And I mean, that's not really his fault because he is setting up good chances, but at the same yeah, time, yeah. I, I do wonder, they've got so many options in that Leicester team to get assists, you know, Barnes can come in, Ian Acho, Vardy, Daka, Madison is, is going to be the one who's you'd think is on the set pieces and things. Should be, yeah. Yeah, so I, I like it. I like him as a bit of a partner. He's got two two uh, double digit returns in the last two weeks, but um, I think he's I think he's an okay option. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think he's I, again. I still think I, I think Mount Foden, um, Bomo, I still think these these three are, are the better ones. Mm-hmm. Um, right, final question then uh, is what the last super chat from Stan Ellsworth? Uh, advice for Grealish owners: Should I swap to Foden? It's a yes from me. I just don't think Grealish is is an FPL asset at the moment. I love him. One of my probably my favorite player in the league. But FPL wise, I had him at the start of the season. I watched him with a lot of, you know, really keen eye. And I just uh, Foden is Foden's going to get the points, and Grealish isn't. That's my that's my that's my feeling. Yeah. Would you Would you do it? Would you make the move? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I, yeah, I like Grealish. I think he's playing really well. I think he's settled well into that Manchester City team. I think he's doing all the right things. But he's not in the right places for FPL returns to me to, to warrant enough FPL returns. He's going to assist the assist quite a lot, I think, this season, and he's going to do all the creative work, and he's going to make Manchester City tick far better than they did. But Foden's going to be the one that's going to be in the right places, doing the right stuff, and he's going to return. And I think owning Grealish is going to be frustrating yep. when you watch what Foden's doing. Completely agree. Sam, we're going to leave it there. You need to get back to the kids because Lee's obviously in the chat not looking after <laughs> them. So they're probably <laughs> painting on the walls and going absolutely crazy. Uh, to be fair, they're a bit older now, so they should be. They were just watching the TV <laughs> when I left them. <laughs> that's good. Well, you can let me know if they're, if they're still doing that when you, when you get back to them. Um, mm. But thank you, everyone, for all your comments. Really, really like, these, these streams are, I think, Friday morning. You know, it seems to be a good crowd out and loads of questions. Sorry if I didn't get to yours. Uh, again, you can ask your questions on, on the Scout um, uh, post I put out the day before and on Twitter as well and we'll try and answer those uh, but Sam thanks for joining me hopefully two more green arrows next week when we're back thanks guys see you soon